Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Trevor Tortomasi, and this week I'm speaking with someone you may know by his online persona, Ni How's It Going? He has made Taiwan his home in recent years, and in the process of adapting to life as a foreigner in a foreign land, he has fostered not only a love for internet memes, but also a talent for adapting them into Chinese. His Facebook fan page has garnered quite a following, but not only for the jokes. Living in a new country comes with its own set of challenges and lessons, and as a result, the Ni How's It Going page has sometimes become a place for conversation as well. Yep. So right. you've had success producing online content, which is fantastic. Well, obviously, memes. It's hardly what I would call <laughs> It's just <laughs> we can give it a fancier term. Um, you've had a lot of success with that, uh, but you've suddenly found yourself on a much more magnified platform. Mm. Has that changed the way you express yourself? Are you more careful? I guess when I actually look at the statistics for this year with the kind of content that people like the most, it's always a simple case that running in with more negative-based content can get people interested, but over time it can deteriorate pretty quickly and people can get bored. I mean, you can get bored of any content long enough, positive or negative, but most of the content that people really like and can engage with is funny stuff it's easy stuff it's the kind of things that you don't want to have to always look at your phone and look at one page and be thinking oh christ what next <laughs> you know what i mean yeah here we go again and i'm thinking when i post something out i don't even realize sometimes i post something out i'm like oh okay this is gonna this is <laughs> i'm like all right i need you never to thought that tonight. would be the one thing that riled everybody no, you yeah, would. But... I, I really sometimes i'm like oh how do you how do you deal with the the blowback when you have a lot of angry commenters well, it depends really because when, people, when we're all online, we all think, you know, everybody when we're online is a bit more confrontational, I guess. You know, anybody that doesn't agree with you will envision you in the way that they think most negative, especially online if they don't know the whole story. And unless you really put yourself out there as being what you are, people will just put that on you. But I don't know. I'm more left, left-leaning if you were to put that in American terms. Like, the one thing I've been talking about recently, especially, is the uh, issue of migrant workers. And there's going to be... Yeah. Um, organized by New Bloom and uh, the TIWA, that's coming together now. And I think that's always a really important thing to discuss in Taiwan. But in the past, um, it kind of depends on how the messaging is in a meme or kind of an article you put out. I think some people, I think one of the comments was that about uh, caregivers. You know, a lot of caregivers have been mistreating Taiwanese. But then my whole thing was saying to this person is that I understand that and it's terrible and should be investigated. But when you look at 760,000 uh, caregivers that aren't covered under, you know, uh, labor laws, the brokerage system as well, I don't think you can ever really put those two issues side by side and start to compare because then it's kind of like, well, do you really care about both issues or is it just about like, what's the deeper meaning behind having to compare these two things when we can just look at them for what they are? So you're straddling the line between making jokes and also trying to put out your voice for, for underprivileged people in Taiwan. Well, I guess you have a... I mean, it was something that was brought up before with um, a few people and other content creators. They mentioned to me, like, you know, you have a big platform. It's not big. It's just I get a lot of reach. It's, and enough, to, it's enough to feel like you're helping if you if you can do something right. Well, I try to. I mean, I'm, I know small businesses. I try to throw out some stuff for them. You know, it's like be nice to people, help, whatever. And then... Other people, other content creators, if I can help, like that guy, Tom Parker, he did mm -hmm. like the illustration thing. I thought that was pretty cool to share it. But then they mentioned to me, like, if you're going to talk about professional uh, foreign workers in Taiwan, you should also be kind of talking about the biggest group of foreign workers in Taiwan as well. And yeah, I agree with that. And I've actually 
before the whole meme stuff as well, I did some uh, interviews and research with the TIWA. I went down there and I met uh, Jing, I think it was Jing Ru, I can't remember the name. And then I did a whole, I mean, I actually still have the recording for when I was talking to her. It's really super interesting. She does not hold back. And it's really, really insightful. And it kind of goes to the core of the problem of, you know, that issue of migrant workers, especially caregivers, and the fact that they are outside the system, essentially, that's supposed to be protecting people in Taiwan that are uh, working. And yeah, it's kind of straddling the line sometimes between humor and then, but then again, I also kind of say to myself, it's all about how you frame something. I mean, you could still make something humorous that's maybe a little bit sensitive, but it's it can be a bit provocative, but it also makes people think of that it. Perspective. Yeah. And uh, I think in Taiwan, it's over time, these things will change, but people do need to obviously be discussing these issues and not just within the communities that it affects. It should be something that's being discussed in Taiwan because I think on a surface level, many people in Taiwan just don't have any real concept of what's actually happening with migrant workers. They don't, they maybe see the surface level or they might see on the news some little story or, but in terms of the overall issue, you know, that's not what sells the news, right? What sells news is a migrant worker doing something illegal as opposed to migrant workers being treated illegally. And having the platform I have. I mean, like you said, it's towing a line between humor and then bringing up something serious, and it can be irresponsible if you don't do it right. Many of your of your followers uh, already know the basics, but where are you from and what sort of wild ride brought you to Taiwan? <laughs> when you put it that way, well, <laughs> um, originally from Ireland, from Belfast, and essentially, I studied Chinese and international business in DIT for four years, and I spent a year in Beijing, and when I graduated, I had the opportunity to either go to Beijing to study in Tsinghua University or come here to NCCU, and after living in Beijing for a year, I was kind of like... Yeah, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> the university in Beijing had basically told me, if you're going to be doing international business journalism, you need to sign a form that says, essentially, you will not do any type of journalism. But why the hell would I do a journalist master's for two <laughs> years and not do any type of journalism? So I was kind of like, you know what? That was like the last straw for me. So I came here. And by the time I got here, I mean, I could, I could speak a decent amount of Mandarin, albeit with a very... Very Irish accent, or very Beijing kind of <laughs> a lot of errs going on, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah. But like Taiwanese, um, like uh, Mandarin, it's so easy to understand, as opposed to the Beijing, like you know, the Dongbeiren and all that stuff, kind of thicker accents and really, you know, the tones are really pronounced. And if you don't get it right, people will really do the whole huh. <laughs> 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 And that, that's that's the scary moment where you're like, oh Jesus! Oh, when I... you start doing it too? No, no. The oh Jesus moment is I'm terrified. I think I've made a mistake. They don't understand me. I need to go uh, hide now. You know, when you're too afraid to make a mistake when you're language, you know, learning a new language, which is like, you got to get over that pretty quickly. Yeah, that was kind of it. And when I got here, I ended up going to college for two years. You know, I've been working over here, so mostly well, working in marketing at the moment. What have you found t Ireland and Taiwan to have in common? I'd say being an island nation is actually something that's quite similar in our mindset to the rest of the world. It is a mindset, for it sure. It definitely is. I think Taiwanese and the Irish, we definitely have this idea of ourselves being somewhat, I'd say not always inward thinking, but we do see ourselves as our own, you know, little microcosm, I guess. And then also history and culture, I think, well, mostly history, sorry, but like the idea of like colonialism in Ireland and then in Taiwan, obviously, and then, you know, the whole thing of our... You know, neighbors being exactly very nice over time in history. 
Um, as a foreigner who has lived here for a while, what strength do you see in Taiwan that you don't think it sees in itself? Um, Taiwanese and Irish definitely have one thing definitely in common. And I'll go back to your question earlier. Mm-hmm. We definitely punch above our weight as small island people. And we don't see in ourselves... I think we definitely have this inferiority complex when it comes to dealing with uh, other people in other countries and even within ourselves and how we envision ourselves within the world. I think it's the same issue in Ireland about that sense of uh, almost, I'd say not begrudgery because that's what we have in Ireland a lot more of begrudgery and uh, inferiority complex of, you know, you don't see yourself being able to actually pull something off. And if you did, oh, it's just a fluke. Oh, it's humbleness to the point of destructiveness. And I think in Taiwan, Taiwanese definitely have this you see it we all seen it in the past like Taiwanese built up these massive industries and a lot of them are turning legacy now and what they need is more innovation not the same as the usual and I think that's something between Taiwanese and Irish that's very similar and I think when Taiwan gets the next push for innovation and the ability to punch above their weight again you know it could be similar to what we have in Ireland except you know the reason we got a lot of industry in Ireland is because we give them tax breaks and we're in Europe and we speak English Uh, but yeah I think yeah that sense of um, punching above our weight but also not giving ourselves the uh, acknowledgement we deserve ourselves to build more confidence and to see ourselves as players in the world that's what I honestly think I think the Taiwanese deserve to pat themselves on the back and get back to it especially with the innovation side of things they're in such a good position in asia especially with the improving relationships with the united states and even from the past they have such a good legacy industry that can innovate and be more digitalized or you know more value added as opposed to low-cost models and going into more services that are internationally you know international services like SaaS services that they could do so yeah i think taiwan is definitely if they can pull it off both politically culturally and in the society yeah they could pull it off but it's just about whether or not it can happen and i think that goes back to building up confidence as a people in a nation just like the irish ourselves because irish people you know <laughs> we're not exactly very well known for um you know we're very chatty we're very nice but we all lack a bit of confidence and it's actually very interesting the irish language um there is no way to say yes or no there's ta or neil mm. and ta means i am so it doesn't actually mean yes and it's always kind of in a you know there was a tv show called the uh, the Sa- no the savage eye and it's like if you ask an irish person a simple question they will not be able to answer you very easily <laughs> it's like would you like a cup of tea well it depends if you're making it now sir <laughs> you know like this you know it's never the simple answer because it goes back to that colonialist thing, way of um not taking responsibility because if you do it's a ch- there's a chance it'll blow back on you sort of thinking mm. and um i don't know how entrenched that is in taiwan too much you play it safe but it's for a purpose it ties you know? back to the world stage that you were talking about earlier yeah you, if you play it safe you might be fine and if you take full responsibility and then if you know if you do double speak you might be able to not get yourself in trouble well there you have it guys um thanks to mossy for taking the time to come in and talk to us today you can check out his page ni how's it going n-i-h-a-o apostrophe s it going on facebook and instagram and thanks to you for listening to taiwan talk until next time and beyond i'm trevor tordemont on ICRT FM 100. Oh, you're also Mossy. <laughs> Tordomasi, yeah, yeah, yeah there we go.